Welcome to the Amplifier Podcast, the show where the best in business discuss how you can grow your business best. I'm Wyatt McPherson, I produce this show, and today Don Cooper is joined again by Dr. Patty Ann Tublin for her second of three episodes with us. She is the author of Money Can Buy You Happiness and Not Tonight, Dear, I've Got a Business to Run. Dr. Patty Ann is also the founder and CEO of Relationship Toolbox and is someone who cares very deeply and knows a great deal about relationships and how they can severely impact your business and your life, both for better and for worse which is exactly what she's on the show to talk about. Dr. Patty Ann will be with us for one more episode after this one, discussing how relationships impact business, how you can grow trust with clients, and what factors can play into strong team building. It's a fantastic conversation all around, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss our episodes with her or any other ones in the future. But with all of that said, I truly do hope that you enjoy this episode of the Amplifier Podcast. How does trust play into this at different stages of the development of a relationship with a client. I mean, if, 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 it, if they've never done business with you or they haven't done business with you in three months, clearly that's different than if they did business with you yesterday and they're doing business with you again tomorrow. Right. So if, if they're a repeat client, right, which was the latter, mm-hmm. um, the trust is there. So all you have to do is maintain that. And the way to maintain that gross oversimplification is be trustworthy, right? Be trust. Do they trust you? Well, then be trustworthy. And the way you do that in sales is you be consistent. You deliver what you say you're going to deliver. You don't promise A and then deliver B. You don't bait and switch, right? And everybody, every good salesperson knows that. But if you haven't developed the trust yet, the approach is not from your perspective and what you do. The approach is always from the client's perspective with the very basic get to know them first and foremost. Who are they? What makes them tick? Not just as a business person, but as a human. Are they a parent? Are they a spouse? And there's so much information online now about somebody. What is it that they're passionate about? For example, let's say you find out going into a client meeting for the first time, that they're huge into, I don't know, sailing. I guess I said sailing because I just had a coaching client that's huge into sailing, right? He's always talking about sales. I've learned so much about sailing. Um, So you you might say that, I understand that you love to sail. Tell me about that. They will love it because what you've done is you put the spotlight on them, right? And then over time, if you see something and you might make a conscious effort about sailing, send them the article. Now you're thinking about them. So you're focusing on who they are as a person first. Now you cannot rush the trust process. It's impossible. However, if you're strategic and that strategy is authentic, people are not stupid. They will feel that. And you might be the only person that's tried to sell them something in the past month that even knows they have a sailboat, let alone their passion for it. So you're reaching out to them from a person perspective, not a client perspective. And again, everybody knows that you're trying to make them a client, right? So there's no shenanigans or hocus pocus. And, And that's the other thing. You cannot build trust, as I said earlier, if you do not prove yourself to be trustworthy. Don't make promises you can't keep. Don't do a bait and switch and be genuine in how much you care about meeting their needs. 
So for example, and people might cringe when I say this, let's say, which wouldn't happen with you, Don, but let's say there is some product this client really needs that it's not really in your wheelhouse. Give him a great referral. He will so appreciate that because you will have saved him time, energy, money on top of, this is how I got to you. You can trust this person. Trust me, yeah. you can trust this person. Yeah, that's how you we met. through all the nonsense. I get a referral and, from someone I trust. Anybody you will refer to me, Don, for the rest of my life, and you say, I trust that person, good to go. I, I don't yeah, have was, to do it was all our, that. It was our mutual friend, Cameron Hero, who referred uh, you, to, uh, you, you and I together. And we've been working together now for uh, coming up on a year. And, 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 it was a, and it was a perfect match. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Because and, and who's more trustworthy than Cameron Harold for crying out loud? Yeah. Well, you know, what's what's interesting is, you know, I I do a, a fair amount of work with uh, Dean Jackson, who is in mm -hmm. one of the mastermind groups that we're in. And Dean has this sim simple way of thinking about business. He calls it the eight profit activators, but it's really eight steps in business. And, you know, one whole segment of, of his methodology is is how do you how do you create last lifelong relationships is step seven and step eight is how do you uh, you know what's your mechanism in your business for generating trusted referrals you know step seven and eight of, of his entire methodology is lifelong relationships and trusted referrals absolutely and, pretty, and look at what you just powerful did, stuff and look at what you just did and everybody listening to this podcast when I say this, she'll be like, oh my gosh, this is so Don, especially if you follow him consistently, which I highly recommend because he's brilliant in what he does and he's a great person and he didn't ask me to say that. So I'm saying it all of my own. Don just promoted at three people on this call. Your friend that wrote the book, I think his Dave, was his first name, Dave? Dave Curlin. Dave Curlin. You promoted Cameron Harold. You promoted Dean Jackson. Three yes. people in the course of what, half an hour? Mm -hmm. That is someone. So let me bring it full circle. If you're trying to establish a relationship with somebody that you've never met before, and through the course of the relationship, you give positive, you speak highly about somebody that will help that person where there's nothing in it for you, but you're just giving, that will accelerate. Now, I just said earlier that you can't fast forward the process of trust, right? So I'm not contradicting myself, but you sure as hell will accelerate that process of developing trust because you just promoted three people in your, in your world that you know will make their life in some way easier or better. Nobody asked you to, and they might not ever know that. That's yeah. how you develop trust. That that's incredible, Don. What you just did, but then I'm not well, surprised. Well, yeah, but you know that's why I started this podcast. The Amplifier Podcast is it's got a, a simple um, premise: is that I want to create an audience for entrepreneurial companies and sales and marketing teams, just people inside of those uh, in, inside of those organizations with a resource of lots of best practices that can help them succeed. And everyone, all of my guests that I have on the Amplifier podcast are people who I know, like, and trust. And I use them in my own businesses. I use them in my own life. And so it's, 
you know, it's called the Amplifier Podcast because I want to amplify messages of where people can go to get great resources. And you, Dr. Patty, um, Dave Curlin with Baseline Selling and his entire objective management group, sort of sales assessment systems, fantastic. Dean Jackson is just a master at how you think so wisely and simply about a business to make it easy to do. And Cameron, Cameron, well, Cameron is just um, a master. Icon. At, he's just he's an, an icon, icon of, of, of every, you know, he, he's known as the CEO whisperer. He coaches and he's got, you know, he coaches the second in command, um, you know, the CEO alliance that he has and so many great books. I mean, so much of what Cameron has done has influenced me, you know, and his, you know, couple of great books by Cameron, you know, Meeting Suck, because I remember meeting Cameron the first time and he showed me his book, Meeting Suck. And I went, I want to know you because I think, <laughs> I think so many meetings I go into do suck. And, you know, the title of his book was perfect and it just resonated with me. And then uh, his other book, uh, well, he's got many. Vivid, but, vision, um, Vivid Vision is great. Yeah, well, Vivid Vision was a really powerful book for me to help me craft, you know, the, 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 the picture of what my business needed to be. Because I remember talking to my employees going, oh, I know that often I've got a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle that is, you know, is clear in my head and I'm sharing 10 pieces at a time with you. But if I shared a hundred pieces at a time with you, you'd get overwhelmed. And the vivid vision was a great way for me to share the picture of what the thousand pieces of that jigsaw puzzle would look like when it's done. And they could have a much deeper grasp of when I asked them, hey, we're going to take on this project now, they can see how it fits into that picture in a much better way. And I couldn't have done that without Cameron's thinking about vivid vision. So all, all people that I trust, and I, I trust them, I trust their work. Uh, and they've impacted things that I've done in a, in a pretty dramatic way in some part of my life, in some part of my business or my personal life. As your podcast, The Amplifier, is impacting all your listeners, right? I hope so. I hope so. Right? I, and I and Dan to... Sullivan also, you, you promoted Dan Sullivan. But, but yeah. the point is, that in terms of creating a relationship, when you first meet someone and you don't have that trust yet, people, be who you are. Like, don't try to be anybody else. Don't try to put on the dog. Don't try to be, here. here's what a lot of people do, Don. They try to be who they think the person across from them wants them to be, okay? Now, as a relationship expert, honestly, I can smell that rat a mile away <laughs> with all due respect, but most people can also, right? So, because there's just too many inconsistencies, it's too hard to be on all the time. So, so let's say you do fool someone on your first meeting. You're not going to remember how you were that first meeting on the second meeting and the third meeting. And then the person will pick up the inconsistency. And sometimes people will say, I don't know, I, we just didn't click. Well, sometimes the not clicking is that some, look, sometimes people just don't click, right? But sometimes the not clicking is there was an inauthentic, inauthenticity and the person sitting across from you just picked up on it and you only have one chance to make a good first impression. So, so be who you are, be true to yourself with an ear for curiosity. That's all you need to do. Like, don't make, don't make it harder than it is. Listen, just listen, you'll hear everything you need to know.
So from an external standpoint with customers, be authentic, be your authentic self, be curious, trying to understand how you can best help and the world's your oyster. Exactly. And there's, there, there was one other thing that I was thinking of when you, but that you said earlier that I think is helpful internal and external. And, and I hope I say this correctly. Try to remember when you're trying, when you're curious with the person, always see if you, not always, but try to see if you can find a way to ask them what would make their lives easier? What would make their business better? If they had something that they believe doesn't exist yet. I love that. There's a lot of that in our space where, you know, the, the client is looking for what they want based on what they think is possible. Right. Right. Exactly. As opposed to, as opposed to just approaching a, here's what I need solved. I have no preconceptions on how that would get solved. Two different, two totally different mindsets. Well, that's why I say most customers come to the table on third base because they know they need something solved and they already have some expectation on what it is can solve it. And they, you know, they know what they know and, but they don't know what they don't know. Right. And if you think about it, like these babies here, right? These phones, (laughs) right? One of Steve, look, Steve Jobs was brilliant. He might've been a little kooky, but he was certainly brilliant. Um, This started out as a phone, pretty much. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why Kodak is out of business, but it pretty much decimated the camera industry. Mm -hmm. People didn't know they wanted their phone to be a camera. Now, I don't know how to make that an analogy for your business, but I'm sure that I'm sure it's there. Tesla, well, it's the essence. It's the essence of innovation, and it's the essence of ideation and like, creative so, disruption. Yeah. So you know, you know, trans, you know, innovation and ideation coming together creates, and I like the word uh, transformation as opposed to uh, as opposed to disruption. But ah. but that's what Steve Jobs did, right? I mean. You know, what a lot of people fail to recognize is Steve Jobs and Apple didn't invent the phone. They they didn't invent the digital camera. My first digital camera was a funky Sony thing that plugged into like a PC slot in my laptop in 1998. Wow, Don, Uh, I didn't know you were that old. (laughs) (laughs) Getting older, getting older. Wisdom, it's wisdom. Wisdom. And and, and neither did neither did Apple invent the MP3 player. There were hard drive based MP3 players long before. But what what Steve Jobs did from an innovation standpoint, he wasn't the inventor of any of the technology that's in that device, but he could envision how do I take a phone and an MP3 player and a camera and putting them together and then, oh, by the way, we're going to create this store that gives you access to every app to make all those things do all kinds of crazy fun things. And, and they dominated the market, not with new technology. There were already app stores. There were already MP3 players. There were already digital cameras and there were already cell phones. But he took all four of those existing technologies and put them together in a new way and became the arguably the... Uh, the single best selling product in the history of mankind. And, and absolutely. And for, to make it re, re, trying to make it even really ring home for your listeners is 
he created a product that today you and I freak out over if we leave it at home, right? When we go out, but he created a product that at the time, nobody knew they, not only did, what did it not exist, nobody knew they wanted it. So if you can- Well, not only, not only did they not know that they wanted it, and I was one of these people, many people resisted it right. because it didn't have buttons. Right. It wasn't what they were familiar because we with. All, we all had a familiarity bias with a BlackBerry and we had sort of muscle memory dexterity for the buttons. Oh, we could, I could do stuff quickly on my BlackBerry. I don't know. I don't want to do that whole screen thing. You know, I've got a BlackBerry and I've got an old Palm Pilot in, in, in my office here. And like my, my, my muscle memory doesn't know how to use those anymore. But, you know, I can't imagine not having a touch screen. Right, right. So, so if you think about it from all this, all the products you have to offer and for all the other listeners, right? If you can find out what the person needs, but they don't think that product exists, perhaps you can create that for them. Or perhaps you can take what already exists and just rearrange the pieces of the, jig of the jigsaw puzzle and, and who knows what will happen. I can't wait to share this conversation with my own team because you that that idea of they don't know that it doesn't exist is such a powerful thing for I think every listener out there to understand that you know I've seen it because I measure it but many companies don't measure um, of all of your customers and all of your products what do they buy and what do they not buy and it's likely that they don't buy all the things that they don't buy because they don't even know it exists or they don't know that you offer it. And so having conversations where you're generally curious um, and authentic to help uncover how you can best help can lead to making suggestions on, doesn't sound like you even know that you can do this. Um, I think that's a really powerful way to try to emphasize the importance of authenticity and curiosity to really be open-minded to really understand how you can help the customer as opposed to understanding what you can sell them. And there you have it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Amplifier Podcast. Dr. Patty Ann did three episodes with us, so be sure to check out the other ones if you haven't already done so, and be sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future ones. If you ever want to get in contact with Dr. Patty Ann or Don Cooper, you can always do so at the links in the description of this episode. Be sure to leave a five-star rating of this show. It truly does help us out a lot. But with all that said, thank you so much for listening again, and we will see you next time on the Amplifier Podcast.